are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? The always wonderful, and might I add, Miller Thomas. Well, I guess I said that wrong. Might I add, always handsome Miller Thomas. That's right, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24. Dump my portfolio on there. You can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. On today's show, we're talking about last night's Diamondbacks win. We are talking about the possible bubble backup plan in case the wildfires across uh, uh, in the West Coast impact the MLB playoffs. And then finally, we're going to talk about who the what what the Diamondbacks' biggest boneheaded decision of 2020 was according according to Bleacher Report. So we'll get into all that and more. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our way to the most reasonable round. Email me at lockedondiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's first start with last night's game. And the D-backs got another dub. Wow, I know it's always shocking to see. D-backs have actually won three of their last five games, if you think that's, you know, any sort of impressiveness, because it's really not, but... D-backs won three of their last five, at least. They look halfway decent in their last five games. And last night's victory had a lot of up and down in it. It had a lot of good and bad. The good, that offense looked great. D-backs smacked five home runs. D-backs had 11 hits. D-backs scored seven runs. D-backs had a great night offensively. Cole Calhoun, a couple home runs. I'll get into more of their offense in a second. But the bad, we got to start with the bad today because... It was bad, bad Bumgarner last night. It was San. It, it was not Madison Bumgarner. It was Mason Saunders last night, and he was seeking his first win of the season. And he had every. He, he had all the opportunities to get his first win of the season. He had a, what is this? Eight run lead, guys. Eight run lead, or I should say, technically seven one lead. A seven run lead. I was saying seven one. Seven run lead because he was up eight to one at one point in this ball game because he did give up one earned run. So he was up eight to one before he gave up the next seven earned runs to give him eight earned runs on the day. And it was just bad, bad Bumgarner today. He was hit early and often. Uh, players, he had players reach base seven times in those first couple innings before he imploded. One inning was that he imploded in the fifth inning last night. So the first four innings last night, he had, he had a decent amount of guys reach base the first four innings last night. And overall, on the day last night, Madison Bumgarner got hit. Uh, uh, he got he gave up 13 hits yesterday. 
That's a pretty insane amount. Only five and a third innings. They give up 13 hits is a lot. And like I said, he had a pretty big lead after three innings for the Diamondbacks. They were up 7 nothing. He had a seven-run lead. Then in the bottom of the third, he gave up his, you know, patented solo home run that he loves to do. He can't go, you know, at least one start without giving up at least one solo home run. I don't know how he does it. He was getting hit early often in this game. But somehow, whenever he gives up a home run, it's a solo home run. He, he's the luckiest guy in the world when it comes to that. And then the D-backs responded in the top of the fourth. Give Madison Bumgarner an 8-1 to one lead. He had an eight run uh, or he had a seven run lead entering the bottom of the fifth inning. All he had to do was get through five, maybe six innings. He could get a quality start. He could get his first win of the year, but no. More bad Madison Bumgarner and he just imploded in that bottom of the fifth inning. He gave up a double that scored two runs. He gave up a Rendon double that scored another run. And then the in the bottom of the fifth, he continued to give up the damage. A home run, two run bomb to Justin Upton. Uh, Justin Upton. Now it's eight to six. He gave up five earned runs in that fifth inning. Then the bottom of the sixth, it didn't stop there. A Simmons double to score another one, and then a Fletcher double to score Simmons. Eight to eight, and that right there, Madison Bumgarner lost the lead, the seven run lead that he had. He got all the run support he needed. He, he, he could have got his first win of the season. All he had to go was another inning or two, and he would have been a made man. And the crazy part is he gave up eight earned runs. He gave up 13 hits, and he still only had 81 pitches through five and a third. So they, according to his pitch count, he would have thought he could have gone even deeper into this ball game. But the way he was looking last night, the Angels were just locked in from the jump from the first inning to just from the first inning on. The Angels were pretty locked in on Madison Bumgarner, and there was just nothing he could do. He said it himself after the game. He, he's been pretty open about how bad he's been. Bumgarner has acknowledged how bad he's been, and after the game, he said, I didn't feel very confident in any of my pitches today, being able to put it where I want to. And that right there is pretty concerning when you're paying a guy 15 mil a year to be your ace, and he can't throw a fastball over 90 miles an hour, and he can't locate any of his pitches. But let's let's talk about the offense now because Madison Bumgarner was disappointing last night. He did give up eight earned runs. He was the reason why the D-backs would have lost this game if it was not for the offense coming through and carrying the load last night. If you look at this box score, up and down this lineup, people produced, and Josh Rojas started off. He went 0 for 5 in the as the leadoff man, and Nick Ahmed went 0 for 4, along with Eduardo Escobar, who's just been abysmal this season. But outside of those three, everyone else in this D-backs lineup scored, and it was really about the return of Cole Calhoun, who had two home runs in this game to give him 11 on the season. He went off Tehran in the first inning and again in the third inning, and Cole Calhoun back in his old stomping grounds. Two home runs, five ribbies, was a made man in this one. And then you also had Carson Kelly finally pick it up a little bit. I did a pod last week talking about how Carson Kelly could be fighting for his job right now. You got Dalton Varsho, the hot uh, prospect for the Diamondbacks. He's right now playing in center field, but he came up through the minors as a catcher, so he can always replace Carson Kelly. And then you never know, Mike Hazen's a wheeler and dealer. Maybe he goes out in the offseason and acquires somebody via trade or free agency. So I thought last week Carson Kelly was a guy who might have been fighting for 
his roster spot for 2021. And last night he had a home run, went three for four. So he bought himself another day. But the rest of this offense did look pretty good as well. And David Peralta is another hero in this one. At the bottom of the eighth inning, he hit the go-ahead uh, he had the go-ahead home run in the bottom of the eighth inning, or I should say in the top of the eighth inning because the Dimebacks were the road team in this one, and that gave the Dimebacks the 9-8 to eight lead, and Dalton Varsho hit another home run in this one. The man has been on fire the past couple weeks. He's hit three home runs, I think, in his last couple of weeks. So the offense at least clicked last night. We got to see a, a good offense out this D-backs team, which we don't see too often, and then the bullpen Surprisingly, after Madison Bumgarner came out the game in a close game, the bullpen held it together. Guerrera pitched uh, two-thirds of an inning, no earned runs. We had Mella come in, pitch an inning, not give up any earned runs. We had also Stephen Crichton. He came in, and Mella actually got the win. We had Stephen Crichton come in and get the save. Hector Rondon, we actually saw good Hector Rondon last night. He got a hold, so great win for the Diamondbacks team today. Uh, or I should say last night. We'll see if they could keep it up today because the Diamondbacks Angels tonight, you got you got uh, Caleb Smith on the mound for the Diamondbacks, acquired at the trade deadline, going against possible Cy Young candidate Dylan Bundy, and that game is going to be on ESPN tonight, if you could believe it. Definitely an eyesore. You would have wished ESPN flexed that game. Two bottom, two bottom feeder teams facing off each other on primetime television. I don't know who's watching that one. Those are That, that game is definitely going to tank the ratings, but good win last night for the Dimebacks. Another bad start for Madison Bumgarner. Hopefully, hopefully in 2021, a year older, he looks better, but I'm having less and less confidence where we're going to see the Madison Bumgarner that could go out there and pitch three times in a World Series. Now, coming up, I'll tell you about the MLB bubble backup plan and what was the biggest boneheaded decision for the Diamondback season in 2020. But first, let me tell you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back and improved and it's more delicious than ever. They have 18 amazing flavors and six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Built Bars are healthy, and that's why I love them, because they're great for the health-conscious guy like me. Help me lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, so it's great if you're doing that keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. And you could get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's start off here, and let's first start off talking about the MLB bubble backup plan because you might be thinking, how does the playoff backup plan affect the Diamondbacks? What does it have to do with us? We're not even sniffing the playoffs. I know that's what you guys are thinking right now, and it's because 
With the wildfires going on right now on the West Coast, it's creating pretty poor air quality. We've seen some games already be postponed because of how bad the air quality was. We saw, I think the Giants game was recently postponed because of it. We saw the 49ers versus Cardinals game be potentially postponed. They were really considering postponing that game because of the air quality. And the MLB right now has a backup plan in case the air quality gets so bad that those games can't be played. And right now... The primary backup plan to, to do the bubble, if they can't get their original stadium that they want, is to play those games in Arizona. They're going to play those games in Chase Stadium, I believe, in Chase Field. And it's because Arizona just so beautiful, of course. But also, I think we all we have the stadiums here. Of course, spring training is played here. We have multiple stadiums. Arizona is a pretty big state. You could be pretty spread out. It's pretty easy to be secluded from other people, I believe. So Arizona could it is right now the primary backup plan in case these wildfires really affect the air quality. Because right now, the the American League Division Series is supposed to be played at Petco Park, where the San Diego Padres played, and at the Los Angeles Dodgers Stadium. So. That's right there in California. That's right there where all those wildfires are. That's right there where the air quality is just awful right now. And we, like I mentioned, we've seen the games be postponed. We've seen games be canceled because of it. And so the MLB needs to be ready just in case they can't give it a go. And so right now, Arizona is the front runner for that. Our air quality is usually already poor. You don't need a wildfire for that. But it will, I guess our air quality right now is better than that of Seattle or California because I know Arizona's air quality is not usually the best. I check my weather app and it usually says pretty poor uh, air quality for certain groups of people, for those more at risk. And so I'm kind of surprised that they're going to move it here. Or I guess I'm not totally surprised just because we have the infrastructure, just because we have all the stadiums here to do it. We have all those spring training stadiums. I'm just, I guess, I'm more surprised just because of the whole bubble idea taking place in Arizona, being able to, you know, I probably won't be able to see the players. Just the fact that all those teams are going to be here in Arizona, I think that's more surprising. It's more of a personal surprise, an actual surprise that they want to just do the bubble here in general. It's more about the surprise that it's possible. There could be many MLB playoff teams and players you know, down the street for me. And I think that could be a pretty cool idea. The Final Four was here about four years ago. That was a pretty cool experience as well. So I think the MLB playoffs being played in Arizona will be a pretty dope experience. But let's move to this now. Bleacher Report wrote an article about the most boneheaded decision of 2020 for every MLB team. And of course, their thumbnail on this is Mookie Betts in a Red Sox jersey, because I think we all know that was the most boneheaded decision of 2020 for any MLB team. But let's see what they have for the Arizona Diamondbacks. On here, they have the most boneheaded decision of 2020 for the Arizona Diamondbacks is the Sterling Marte trade. And it's not trading for Starling Marte. It's trading away Starling Marte at the trade deadline. Because right here, I'll, I'll just read what it says. 
The Arizona Diamondbacks are in last place in the National League West, mostly because of injuries and disappointing performances. Arizona thus far can't be faulted for selling at the trade deadline, and it did reasonably well in trades of Starring Marte and Archie Bradley. And yet, even a good trade can be made for the wrong reasons. And that's the case with the D-backs trade of Marte to, to the Miami Marlins. Per Joel Sherman of the New York Post, the Snakes traded Marte because they weren't planning on picking up his $12.5 million option for 2021, which is odd considering Marte is a star caliber center fielder who had an 827 OPS at the time. While one can argue Arizona sold high on Marte, it was really about pinching pennies. That's my issue with this trade as well. This is, ML, this is the MLB. There's no salary cap. There's no hard cap. There's no soft cap. It's just the luxury tax. You could pay as much as you want to these players. And guess what? The D-backs already don't pay their players. Madison Bumgarner is the only one on this team making double-digit figures. So if you're telling me you traded Starling Marte because you couldn't pick up a $12.5 million option, that is just a joke. Starling Marte was the best player on this D-backs in the D-backs the lineup for this entire season. He led them in a lot of offensive categories, and he was a guy that you could be excited about as just a as a player in terms of a fan and as a guy you could actually rely on because he was that good of a player. He was an all-star caliber player, and he was actually living up to the billing this season. He was one of the most consistent guys in this D-backs lineup when a lot of guys we're very inconsistent. And now, yes, I get it. It's an awful year. You got a decent return back. You got a couple of uh, pretty good prospects back for him. But I think, like this article says, it was done for the wrong reasons. I think keeping starring Marte and preserving that Marte Parte at the, at the top of the lineup for 2021 would have been ideal because now what are you going to try and do for next season? Are you going to go out and try – to acquire another starting center fielder as good as as good as starring Marte. I don't know. It's probably going to be more expensive than starring Marte. And if he's cheaper than starring Marte, he probably won't be as good. We're going to keep running Dalton Varsho out there. Hopefully, if you do that, I, I pray that he's going to be the rookie of the year. But I don't know if this guy's ready for prime time, if he's ready for a full time in the center field position. So I didn't like that move for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I thought they should have kept starring Marte. He was a stud. He was a guy that was overperforming compared to everyone else on this Diamondbacks team. He was the best player on this in this lineup, as I keep saying. And it was really sad when the D-backs didn't trade him because it was basically conceding that they had no chance for the rest of this season. And honestly, it doesn't look good for next season either when you want to trade a guy like Starring Marte because of a $12.5 million option. So... And he was batting 311 with his Dimebacks team before he got traded. So that's all I need. That's all I need to know to know that this was the most boneheaded decision of 2020 for the Arizona Dimebacks. And it was really uh, unfortunate because there's a lot of boneheaded decisions for this Arizona Dimebacks team. I won't disagree with the Starling Marte trade being the most boneheaded. I guess if we're also uh, counting the offseason, you can easily throw Bumgarner into that deal now. Of course, that's more hindsight because I will admit at the time of the deal, I thought the Bumgarner signing was a good signing. Five years, I thought it was a little long, but it was only for $15 million a year, and he was still only 30 years old. So you could still gotten, you know, three to four years, a pretty high-level massive Bumgarner, but I don't think anyone expected him to fall off a cliff like this. So 
The hindsight will tell you maybe the Bumgarner deal is the wor- is the most boneheaded decision of 2020, but you don't even need hindsight to know how bad that Starling Marte trade was. So for that, I'm going to agree that the, Mar- the Marte trade was the most boneheaded of 2020. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Hope everyone is continuing. I hope everyone is continuing to stay safe and staying healthy out there. Peace.